Welcome to Day 73 of Shaped by the Word. I am Paul Camp here with uh, Matthew Kresge and Catherine Kresge as well. So we are recovering from one of those unfortunate breaks in, in our reading plan. So I know that you guys have been hanging on edge since yesterday, just reading down to verse 25, not dare peeking one step further uh, as uh, Paul finishes his speech. Uh, as we divided this into uh, the some 340 even readings that we have done, uh, sometimes we've had unfortunate breaks, and this really is one. So right in the middle of one of Paul's, uh, the first message that we have from Paul in the synagogue, and we see him appealing to uh, his Jewish brothers and sisters by giving the story of Israel and of bringing home who Jesus is as the one who fulfills the promise of a coming king after God's own heart, uh, the Davidic king and the Davidic hope. For we uh, pick up in verse 26, which I know you guys are very anxious to get to since you've been waiting for a full 24 hours before you dive into it with such discipline and fortitude. Uh, let's pray and let's offer ourselves in this moment to the Lord. Uh, Katie, you mind lifting us up? No, no. Father, thank you for this time. Thank you for um, your sovereignty, that you are in control, that you are um, worthy of, of our lives. You're worthy of our worship. So as we read your word together, God, would you um, continue to illuminate the scriptures through your spirit? God, would you um, teach us and lead us and conform us into the image of your son, um, for, for your glory and for the sake of the building of your kingdom. It's in Christ's name we pray. Amen. Acts 13, verse 26, right in the middle of Paul's sermon. Fellow children of Abraham and your God-fearing Gentiles, it is to us that this message of salvation has been sent. The people of Jerusalem and their rulers did not recognize Jesus, yet in condemning him they fulfilled the words of the prophets that are read every Sabbath. Though they found no proper ground for a death sentence, they asked Pilate to have him executed. When they had carried out all that was written about him, they took him down from the cross and laid him in a tomb. But God raised him from the dead, and for many days he was seen by those who traveled with him from Galilee to Jerusalem. They are now his witnesses to our people. We tell you the good news, what God promised our ancestors, he has fulfilled for us, their children, by raising up Jesus. As it is written in the second Psalm, you're my son, today I've become your father. God raised him from the dead so that he'll never be subject to decay, as David has said. I will give you the holy and sure blessing promised to David. So it is also stated elsewhere, you will not let your holy one see decay. Now when David had served God's purpose in his own generation, he fell asleep. He was buried with his ancestors and his body decayed. But the one whom God raised from the dead did not see decay. Therefore, my friends, I want you to know that through Jesus, the forgiveness of sins is proclaimed to you. Through him, everyone who believes is set free from every sin, a justification you are not able to obtain under the law of Moses. Take care that what the prophets have said does not happen to you. Look, you scoffers, wonder and perish, for I'm going to do something in your days that you would never believe, even if someone told you. As Paul and Barnabas were leaving the synagogue, the people invited them to speak further about these things on the next Sabbath. When the congregation was dismissed, many of the Jews and devout converts to Judaism followed Paul and Barnabas, who talked with them and urged them to continue in the grace of God. On the next Sabbath, almost the whole city gathered to hear the word of the Lord. When the Jews saw the crowd, they were filled with jealousy. They began to contradict what Paul was saying and heaped abuse on him. And then Paul and Barnabas answered them boldly. 
We had to speak the word of God to you first. Since you rejected and do not consider yourself worthy of eternal life, we now turn to the Gentiles. For this is what the Lord has commanded us. I have made you a light for the Gentiles, that you may bring salvations to the end of the earth. When the Gentiles heard this, they were glad, and they honored the word of the law, the Lord, and all who were appointed for eternal life believed. The word of the Lord spread through the whole region, but the Jewish leaders incited God-fearing women of high standing and leading men of the city. They started up persecution against Paul and Barnabas and expelled them from their region. So they took the dust off their feet as a warning to them and went to Iconium. And the disciples were filled with joy and with the Holy Spirit. So even though we had an unfortunate beginning to today, we have a really great end. Verse 52, uh, the disciples were filled with joy and, and the Holy Spirit. And of course, uh, the Holy Spirit being the source of a supernatural joy that surpasses all of our understanding and all of our, all of our circumstances. Fun passage, mm-hmm. fun two days, even though we had to you know, cut the message in half. Fun rehearsal, which always reminds us of Israel's history, you know, that we're part of a larger story, what God has, do, has done through Jesus and is doing now in the church, he was doing from the very beginning. Mm-hmm. Uh, from the moment we pushed him out of our lives, he, he has pursued us uh, through Abraham, through the people of Israel, through the promises made to David, through the prediction of the coming of the Holy Spirit you know, from the prophets, through the person of Jesus, his life, death, and resurrection. Pentecost, they give, I'm sorry, I'm going a little bit too far on this, <laughs> but all running together, uh, all running together to form the story that we've been invited into. Yeah. Yeah. I love verse 32. We tell you the good news. What God promised our ancestors, he has fulfilled for us, their children, by raising up Jesus. And then he goes on um, to show how, and through all these Old Testament passages, but... I love that. That's the good news. What he promised our ancestors, he has now fulfilled for us. And we have gotten to see it. And far be it for us, you know, to mm. to reject it. And that's unfortunately what many of them do. Yeah, I love, I love the movement where he goes from, you know, it was God who rescued our ancestors out of Egypt. You know, but the great salvation that we, we continue to hold on to and look back to and remember but we're missing a greater salvation that has come in the person of Jesus. You know, that Jesus has come and you know, he points us to the death and the resurrection. And, and I love just, you know, at times we kind of wonder maybe what was, you know, if there was any doubt, what was the message of the early church? You know, what was their gospel? What was their teaching? It was this. I mean, he almost repeats it word for word um, here, uh, you know, just like what we see in First um, Corinthians 15, that this is the good news of the gospel, the, the life, death, and resurrection of That's Jesus. Right. Mm-hmm. And and so, yes, God long ago rescued our ancestors out of Egypt, but a much greater salvation is here. Let's not miss it. Mm-hmm. And you have the wonderful use of the Psalms, you know, Psalm 16, uh, you know, before that Isaiah, and before that the second, you know, the second Psalm. And you have those you know, pulling, you know, pulling together. Uh, but there's statements in the Psalms that, uh, you know, fit with David and his story. Uh, that even though that you know David would decay, that one day he would be raised up, but fit far better with Jesus, mm-hmm. who never saw decay. And, and of course, decay was something introduced, you know, through the curse and, and through sin. It, it's not part of, you know, created order. It's part of the fallen order that we live in. So when we talk about it, you know, him not seeing decay, how he conquered death, you know, for every one of us, and uh, then. You come back and is is that a quote from Habakkuk? Habakkuk. Yeah, there you go. Look, you scoffers. Yeah. You know, I'm gonna do something in your day you wouldn't believe any anywhere. And he said, "This is so f- 
grand and so fantastic beyond our imagination yeah. uh, do not be you know a scoffer do not be a doubter at this point do not yeah. reject the word of the lord because he is fulfilling his promises yeah. uh, to us i always laugh when i see that verse you know on like coffee mugs or you know, have you ever been in uh, I don't know, a Lifeway or what was a family Christian bookstore? The, you know, it had this coffee mug and it would be, for I'm going to do something in your days. You know, not even you would believe, but it's a message of judgment. The, the rest that follows <laughs> is judgment. And that's what he's warning yeah. his fellow Israelites. They know this message yep. and they know that judgment. He says, you know, take care, listen to the prophet so that it doesn't happen to you. Well, what's the great thing the Lord's going to do? It's judgment if you reject Jesus. Or have not had a cup of coffee for that particular day uh, that, that, goes to, that goes together all that i uh yeah there's no doubt this is uh fantastic news all the way through and, and i like this you know it's people are following them out and hanging on every word and what are they encouraging them to do continue just continue in the grace of god yeah. and uh these missionary trips are very quick because people are grounded in the Old Testament, they have a story that they can anchor them into. But beyond the story, they have, you know, the grace of God through the new covenant and the power of the Holy Spirit. And just stay with that. Stay with the story. Stay with, you know, what God is doing. He definitely drew a crowd, right? I mean, there was definite interest there because when they came back, like the entire, almost the entire town, isn't that what it says, mm-hmm. came to hear. So there was interest there in what was going on, whether it was um, interested for themselves to, you know, like actually interested, but or whether they were um, frustrated by it and coming against it. But um, I, w- I kind of put myself in just one of the people who are, who are hearing this for the first time in their shoes. And yeah, that would be, that would be so interesting because he's quoting these passages that I know, that I've grown up with as a Jew, you know, and um, and s- piecing things together. You're laughing at me. I, I'm so laughing at you. I know, saying I'm a Jew. Um, but, like, <laughs> I just have to put myself in their shoes. So, um, so, yeah, like, if these passages that I'm used to, that I'm um, familiar with, and this man who is well-versed in all these things is piecing all these things together with the person of Jesus, that is interesting. And that's something that I would definitely want to hear more about. So I think that's kind of where they were. Um, and what I love um, about this passage, this entire passage, is one of the things, especially as we um, disciple students, that that they say that keeps them from sharing the gospel with their friends is that they're afraid of rejection. That's like the, right? Would you agree? Yeah. That's the biggest thing. And it's probably ours, even as adults, you know, um, our biggest hindrance. But I think to see the reaction of, of Paul and Barnabas, that they shook the dust off their feet as a warning to them, um, and that they were filled with joy and with the Holy Spirit. Like, to me, that's such a reminder that um, their responsibility was to share the gospel. And their responsibility wasn't to to convert this whole crowd or this whole town. But um, it was the Holy Spirit's responsibility to do that. So, And that just frees them to continue to move on and continue to work and yeah. not take things personally. Or Yeah, verse 48, I mean, is a perfect illustration of that, right? When the Gentiles heard this, they were glad and honored the word of the Lord and all who were appointed for eternal life believed. Mm. You know, it's, it's not all who, you know, Paul convinced, believed yeah. it, it was those whom the Lord has appointed has believed yeah. and received eternal life. 
in the course of reason, we don't share the gospels. We've lost sight of the beauty of the gospel. Yeah, sure. uh, our, our motivation, you know, in, in and of itself, we we see them captured by the grandeur of the gospel. How God has, in an unbelievable way, fulfilled all of these promises, and it does exceed every expectation anyone would have had of how God will fulfill these promises, how deeply and intimately and personally and the power of the Holy Spirit given to us. And sometimes we take for granted what we have and we don't realize what a wonderful gift we have. And uh, so it just becomes so normal for us that we, you know, combined with, I just don't want the trouble of what people think of me and, and other things. But when we see the grandeur of the gospel and the person of Jesus, that ought to you know, be our motivating factor in sharing the gospel. I like verse 38. And there, there's the heart of the transition between the Old Testament proclamation of the gospel and the New Testament proclamation of the gospel. Therefore, my friends, I want you to know that through Jesus, the forgiveness of sin is proclaimed to you. Through him, everyone who believes is set free from every sin. Just let that soak in <laughs> for a little while. Yeah. Set free from every sin, a justification you were not able to obtain under the law. And, and of course, by the word justified, we mean a declaration from God uh, that you have been made clean uh, in his presence by the work uh, of Christ. Nothing you've done is a simple de- declaration based on the work of Christ, the life and death and the obedience of Christ. And the result is not you know simply we were forgiven from sin, which is... That is, that's cool. Yeah. Uh, we were set free from it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's another thing we often forget, that it's not, you know, that it is a bondage because it's less than God's best for us. Mm. And of course, we can't, we can't not talk about this contrast between the Jews rejecting the word of God and then just a couple sentences later, when the Gentiles heard it, they were glad and honored the word of the Lord. And yeah, just that, that's so sad. It, it breaks my heart for the Jews that rejected it. Um, but it is, I'm sure as a Gentile, would be so encouraging to hear this good news. And of course, we follow that all the way back in Luke, you know, to Mary, you know, where she talked about uh, those who were well-fed would walk away hungry and those who were hungry would be filled with good things. Mm-hmm. And of course, she's talking more about, you know, more than just about you know the social reversal but the reversal of those who were smugly complacent that they were in good standing with god and, and those who knew that they weren't and it is a it is an interesting juxtaposition that takes place in this and and what a great meditation you know on, on that you know matt did as is, is any good you know calvinist should do he went to be appointed for the eternal life <laughs> mm-hmm. you know and you have both you have you know they believe they're appointed for eternal life the two of those working together but what about you know just that little phrase honored the word of god yeah what 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 a great meditation you know what does it mean for us to honor the word of god you know that he is giving us you know through the gospel in jesus christ mm. fun passage yeah. Hey, Matt, why don't you close us with a word of prayer? Yeah. <laughs> and your little Calvinistic self over there. Let's see what I can do. Father, we thank you for your word. Um, thank you for the reminder of its power as it spread throughout all the region, as people received it, um, as they honored it. Father, would their, um, their reaction be our reaction? Father, would we receive your word and honor it and esteem you? Uh, for you have spoken to us both through your word and through your son. And so we thank you for the life, death, and resurrection of Jesus. We thank you for the gospel that we've received. Would you continue to ground us in it, continue to grow us through it? Thank you that you have 
appointed us for eternal life, um, Father. And so we thank you for the salvation we have in you. We thank you for, um, thank you for being together as we read your word um, and being reminded of, of community. Um, that Father, you transform us through that as well. And so we thank you for your grace. Uh, be with us this day. It's in Christ's name we pray. Amen.